the Hill Country Patriot. He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a beautiful Hill Country winter morning. I have in the studio with me Miss Nubia Devine, who's a candidate for House District 19. Good morning, Nubia. Good morning, Matt. Thank you so much for inviting me. It is beautiful to be out in the Hill Country. I know it is. Isn't it gorgeous today? We got it. We're going to have a great visit with Nubia today. We got all kinds of things to talk about. And uh, first things first, it's 21 days until primary voting starts. 21 days. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. We're yeah, we're. <laughs> it is going to come up fast. And by the way, guys, you already know this. That is also Valentine's Day, so it's official. You now have 21 days, gentlemen. If I see you in line at 530 at HEB with a rose and a Hershey bar in your uh, hand at uh, on, on Valentine's Day, have you ever seen that, Nubia? Have you ever gone to HEB on Valentine's Day? Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> I've been rushing on Valentine's Day at 5 o'clock myself. <laughs> okay, so there we go. Guilty, guilty. Guilty. All right. So, yeah, I always think it's uh, it's so funny. But uh, so there you go, guys. Uh, early voting and Valentine's Day is this year, March 1st. Tuesday, of course, is the actual election day. We call it primary, but we're going to keep using the word election because so many for people forget mm -hmm. that this is actually truly an election so um on my calendar uh starting today actually friday saturday and sunday in mcallen um we stand com, and we had heather hobbs on here the other day our good friend jonathan dunn the uh, irishman um is uh, uh is part of that they have uh, uh flynn they have uh, all kinds of people that are going to be at mcallen they're starting today tomorrow they're actually going to do a convoy i guess something like that to the border uh from north to the border so that ought to be interesting if you want more information on that you want to go to mcallen tomorrow it's at we stand america.com we stand america got dot com Go check that out. Also, Monday the 31st, there's a candidate forum for um, three different candidates over in uh, Kerrville. Uh, you've got Rich Paces, who is running for a county commissioner seat. Uh, you have Raul Reyes, who is running for Senate District 24. Great, great guy. Um, and Wes Verdell, who, man, he really needs to be the next uh, representative for House District 53. Those three guys are going to be at a forum at 6 o'clock on Monday night at 452 Guadalupe Street uh, in Kerrville. Um, block walking. Block, you've been block walking, Nubia. Absolutely. It's been wonderful. I think it's the, uh, the part that I enjoy about campaigning the most is being able to meet with the voters and get to hear what the issues, what their concerns are. Yeah, and yeah. so there are lots of opportunities to... Um, uh, block walk today. Nubia is going to be leaving uh, when she leaves the studio here today. 
She's going to be heading up to Fredericksburg, and I believe they are gathering at 1030. Did I get that right? Uh, 1130. 1130. All right. So door knocking, block walking. If you want to go, I've got Jet's text here and uh, 1130. There you go. Thank you. 1130 today. If you want to block walk in uh, uh, Fredericksburg, Fredericksburg. I, I started to say Guadalupe and I'm thinking, where in the world did that come from? So block walking in Fredericksburg today. If you want to join that group at 1130. They've got some professional, and I don't say that because they're getting paid, but I say that because they're experienced. They have some professional block walkers. Oh, they're amazing. They're amazing. I'm so grateful to have people that wholeheartedly are committed to the cause and who are willing to go and, I mean, to the end. They're such patriots. I love them. Oh, yeah. It's it's amazing. And so if you haven't block walked, Or door knocked. If you go with any with any of these groups that are, are going out of Biederman's office uh, through Jet, Jet there'll yeah. be someone that is professional is a is so experienced that you'll be able to jump alongside of them and learn so much. They're also going to be block walking Sunday at two o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't know how to sign up for Jet's uh, block walking notices. So the best I can do is if uh, you don't pick it up here. The, listening to the station, send me an email, uh, send me a uh, send me a text or something, Matt at RanchRadioGroup.com, and I'll put you in touch with Jet. In Kerrville area, there's also a lot of block walking going on down there. Again, the best thing to do is to get a hold of uh, the person, the candidate, or the person in charge of the candidate. I know Maria uh, is doing a lot of block walking in Kerrville. I know we the people are as well, so... Anyway, there's a lot yeah, of block walking. And block walking in Kendall as well, and there'll be block walking in um, uh, in um, Burnett. In Burnett. So, yeah, so, uh, and Jet is the contact person. Because Jet, yes, all right. Definitely. Jet, his last name is not Rink, but that's who he was named for. <laughs> I have a nephew who was named for Jet Rink, too, so there you go. Bob, do you know who Jet Rink is? All right, Bob does know who Jet Rink is. All right, that's good. Um, let's see, uh, what else on the calendar looking on out further, we have on Saturday, the fifth, there's a lot of, there's several things going on on Saturday, the fifth. Um, we have, uh, in Kerrville, there is going to be the first Saturday prayer. It's going to be at Zion Lutheran in Kerrville at one o'clock. Um, and that's, uh, this is the prayer that was going on in front of the courthouse, that uh, for winter months is going to move into Zion Lutheran at one o'clock. That's one hour of prayer for our country, our county, our city, our state, for all of those servants who uh, who chose to go off and um, serve us in either Austin or Washington. So this is uh, prayer on Saturday, February the fifth. Now, if you can go to Austin, there's a big rally in Austin. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's called the go to SaveTexasRally.com. Um, I'm not going to give you, I believe it's from 1 to 4. Uh, the details don't matter out uh, two weeks ahead of time, but uh, or one week actually ahead. Um, but I'll get you all the details next week. But you can go to SaveTexasRally.com. And then way out on your calendar, Saturday the 12th, and we're going to have... Uh, uh, some folks engaged with this uh, on the air with us 
is a program called Trauma to Triumph. Go to traumatotriumph.org. This is a, a group in Kinney County that is helping, um, is creating a camp for uh, children who've been uh, sexually um, trafficked, uh, trafficked uh, human victims, tra- uh, victims of human trafficking, and uh, they are um, setting up a ranch down there to help pull these people out of that and get them ready to go back into the world. And so Saturday, February 12th, is going to be a fundraiser for Trauma to Triumph. Go check it out, traumatotriumph.org. Um, got a little, going to give you a little bit of a Ben Franklin, and uh, then we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and, uh, and uh, waterboard uh, Nubia Divine live on the radio. So y'all make sure you uh, come back. Uh, let's see. Um, here we go. Ben Franklin from 1737. At the working man's house, hunger looks in but dares not enter. Hunger's going to look in the window at a working man's house, but it doesn't go in. It's because he's a working man. Folks, uh, y'all stay tuned, and uh, we'll be right back. Folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. I have in the studio with me, and welcome, Miss Nubia Divine. Good morning, Matt. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, yeah, absolutely uh, uh, fun fun to have you in here. Folks, while we're visiting with Nubia, go to NubiaDivine.com, and it's spelled just like it sounds. Nubia, N-U-B-I-A, Divine. That one might be a little bit different. D-E-V-I-N-E, Divine, like, you know, the fruit of divine. All right, we're getting there, nubiadivine.com. Go check it out. That's her website. And uh, if you want to uh, contribute or anything, I know you can do that there. So, Nubia. And volunteer as well. And volunteer volunteer. as well. All kinds of opportunities for you there. So go check that out, nubiadivine.com. Nubia, why in the world do you want to jump into that mess at the Pink Dome in Austin, Texas? Wow. Um, Matt, I... um I am very concerned, uh, but I think more than anything, I feel compelled to do it. I um, I am in a position in my life now where having raised a family, we have seven children and we have four grandchildren now. Um, you know, my youngest is uh, headed to college uh, in the spring. She wants to go into journalism, uh, mm. of all things, and I'm so proud of her. We need a lot of conservatives in that in that environment. Yeah. Uh, but um, but it is a, a different season in my life. It's uh, I can dedicate myself to doing that. And uh, and I passionately love America. I passionately love the values that we hold dear, which are, of course, the values of the Hill Country. It is about God, family, and and country. So I believe I can I can represent those well. You know, when you've lived a life and experience, uh, not only raising a family but being involved in ministry and being involved in the Republican Party, which of course is where we're, you know I really love our platform. Um, and um, and then uh, just. Uh, you know, working with the churches, I've I've had the opportunity to uh, to just learn so much, but also working in the legislature. I am actually in this race. I'm the only candidate who has experience working in the legislature, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know, it, it's not really new to me. Right. I understand the pressures. Uh, it isn't easy, 
But I think our, uh, I love our country so much. I am very concerned about what we're seeing, and I need to be a vo- I want to be a voice and represent the people in the Hill Country. Okay. Um, what was, uh, you know, this is a question that I, I, li- I enjoy asking. There, there was a moment when, I don't know, Oprah called it the aha moment. There was a, a moment uh, sometime in the last six months or sometime recently where you woke up or you were driving down the road and it just got into your head, I want to run for office. Can you tell us about that that moment or that the period of time where you said, I want to do this? and Because that's a big leap. We, the theme this week uh, on the program, and maybe even for a couple of weeks now, is moving out of your comfort zone. Right. Right. Get out of your comfort zone. So wow. this is, Definitely. is this out of your comfort zone? Definitely and and when, comfort zone. Yes. tell us about how and yes. when you made that uh, decision. I Well, I think it came about, I mean, I've asked, been asked multiple times, run for this new year, run for that. You know, obviously I have the passion and the love uh, and the experience, but, but I have always said I will not run uh, if there is another, if there is a real, true conservative uh, who would be running for that office, I don't want to divide votes. So that was my my commitment: is I will only do it if there is no one who could do a better job mm-hmm. that I believe we could do a better job. Of course, I was heartbroken to hear that Kyle wasn't running. I think he has done such an incredible job, and mm-hmm. um, uh, so you know, I thought, okay. Lord, send me. It was one of those decisions that it isn't, you are absolutely right. You have to get out of your comfort zone. And of course, I'm preaching to the choir, sort of, mm-hmm. and going to churches and encouraging. I work with the uh, Texas Pastors Council, really encouraging pastors and the church to get active, mm-hmm. uh, encouraging pastors to remember and remind their congregations that God, that government is a God idea because we need that. We need that order and we need to be influenced. Who are the people that are in office? Because the laws that we will be living under are going to be good or mm-hmm. not, depending on the values that the people who are in office are representing. So, uh, yes, uh, it, definitely out of my comfort zone. Uh, you know, I've been in sort of working in campaigns and I've done a lot of that, but never as the candidate. And it is another thing when you have to stand in front of the crowd. Uh, but uh, but I'm excited. I really believe I have those values at the core of my being, and I'm a good listener. I've been listening to uh, ministry for so long, and I think that's very important on this particular position because, it, you know, I don't have the answers for everything, Mm-mm. but I but I but I do have uh, a lot of ideas. I have the experience, but it is about listening to the people in the district, and that's where exactly why blog walking and contacting people and and hearing what people have to say is so important. So you, you've you seen, when I first met you, you were working in Kyle Biederman's office. That's correct. And um, and was your, uh, it was policy uh, type job, wasn't it? Yes. Or, okay. Yes. Um, so you've been up there. You've seen how ugly it is. Is it ugly in Austin? It gets very ugly, yes. It gets ugly. Yes. And you, and, and you, you know, if you were to, I was trying to think how to phrase this question. Mm-hmm. So. If you were to knock up to my door, complete stranger, and you come up and we start having a visit, um, you're well coiffed. I don't know. Is that a right word? Well coiffed, well dressed, well put together, <laughs> well put together. You are a, you come across as a very gentle, sweet, loving. I mean, you really do. I mean, it's, these are compliments. All right. Thank you so much. Um, and, <laughs> and so you, I, I, but I would have a hard time. So you need to convince me. That you're going to be that you have 
you have what it takes because you're going up there to stand up against a bunch of really ugly. My grandmother would say, well, he's ugly. And it didn't have to do anything with how they yes, looked, you yes, know. Yes, it absolutely. was probably because my grandmother wouldn't say ass or something like that, right? So yeah, she yes. would just say ugly. Yeah. So you're you're going to go up there against some pretty ugly people. Yeah. Uh, convince me that you have you have the uh, fight in you. Well, I think uh, principle, uh, faith, and principle are at the core of who you are. And I think the experiences in your life that try your faith and your convictions are part of it. And we have had to experience, I have had to do that in my own personal life. Um, I'm perhaps going to a little story in just a little bit, but I also, uh, I am not new to all of this. Uh, mm. Because I've worked in the legislature and I've worked with the two most conservative legislators in the House, Briscoe Cain and um, Representative uh, Bitterman, who is, uh, graciously endorsing me on this race, and I'm very proud of that. Um, uh, you know, and I've also worked for city council, uh, so I've seen that, that other animal of what city council looks like, uh, but I've worked in ministry. And, you know, even ministry, there is a lot of stuff that happens, you know, in ministry that is not all that pretty. So mm. I've worked with, uh, in the Republican Party. You know, I've been a precinct chair. I've been an election judge. I've been done outreach and engagement. Uh, so... It is many experiences uh, that that really make you a whole person. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I haven't done one thing. It is raising a family. It is being active in the community with my kids in in in, in the schools. And um, but it, but but also being part of uh, of many of the the organizations really where where you have to take leadership. I've uh, worked with the. Um, with the pro-life movement. My husband and I actually work in the pro-life movement. That's how we met, actually. Oh. And that experience taught me a lot, you know, ministering to women and, and actually, you know, fighting for the rights of the unborn. Um, so I think um, not only, I, I believe, you know, that, that there's principles that hold you uh, true to yourself. Uh, and then, of course, the experience in many, in many uh areas of your life allowed you to be able to relate to people in different in different ways so mm. so you'll be a scrapper for us <laughs> absolutely so um let's go absolutely. through the let's go through the checklist because yes. actually you know i have a lot of i have conservative guests on here and yeah. and i kind of assume and we all do and i've known you but let's go through the checklist um you mentioned uh, pro-life. Um, where, where do you, where do you, where, where to, do you, where does life begin? At conception, Matt. But I think I have one story that I would like to share with you and your listeners because I think it shows you where I really stand. Uh, my husband and I met through the pro-life movement, and we um, actually rescue babies. And oh, we, wow. and I was a counselor, and I was a sidewalk counselor, and then I was on the board of directors. So I've been all across in there, but. Uh, when I was pregnant with our seventh baby, uh, I was giving the devastating news that this baby will not survive outside of the womb. But further than that, we were told that if I proceeded with that pregnancy, that I would die. Wow. So I never thought that we would be challenged to that level. I, we always sort of knew, well, if there's an issue with the baby, Down, Down syndrome baby, hey, you know, it's going to be okay. But when you're told that if you continue, you're going to leave your husband with six children, and my husband is having to now uh, 
think that he's going to have to be without his wife. There is mm. a great possibility. It was it was really one of the most trying times for our marriage, for our family. And uh, and we cry very hard. And, and I can tell you that I felt like I was in a, in a tornado during that time because the pressure was, if you don't need the life of this baby, now we're going to have to fly you out and we're going to have to do this. I'm going to have to do that. And then we even got the, the, the approval of the church to say, yeah, because of the life of the mother was usually, is usually the, mm-hmm. the condition. But we prayed very hard and we trusted God and we cried and helped, uh, held each other and said, we are going to trust God. Uh, we're going to trust God that he is, uh, he's giving us this baby for as long as he chooses and that he will protect my life. And, uh, and you know that this cloud that had set, uh, set over us, um, that it was overwhelming was really lifted up and we had joy. Uh, Elizabeth was born. She was full term. She lived uh, for about an hour and a half. Mm. We love her. We treasure her and her life impacted, impacted our family in ways that is, is hard to even express with words. So there's no, there's no regrets. There was healthy closure and we celebrate her life. And now she's, uh, we, we know we will see her again. Wow. That, that is an amazing story. So I think we know the answer to where you stand on on uh, pro-life and being against abortion. Nubia, we need to take a short break, if that's all right. Absolutely. And then when we get back, folks, go to NubiaDivine.com. Check it out. NubiaDivine.com. Nubia, N-U-B-I-A, Divine, like Divine, D-E-V-I-N-E, Dot com and we'll be right back right back and then we'll go uh, back to the uh, checklist y'all stay tuned All right, folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. Um, we'll, uh, if you want to go ahead and grab your uh, Big Chief tablet and uh, pencil, I'll uh, get you a phone number, to text, a texting number, actually, here in a minute for uh, block walking for not just Nubia, but other, uh, other conservative candidates. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and so, uh, and uh, if you're driving down the road, just you can write this with your finger in the dust on the dashboard. Um, so here you go, 830, that's a given, 342-7153, 342-7153. Text, please, if you want to be... Uh, on the notification list for uh, block walking in uh, Gillespie County and in Fredericksburg. So uh, there you go. Let's go back to the list. We uh, know where you stand on pro-life. Life begins at conception. Um, we we heard your challenge on that yes. because, you know, it's always easy to sit in judgment when you're not going through it. Exactly. And so let's go. All right, the other big one. Second Amendment. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, again, it's stories. I mean, your personal life is really what sealed those values. Mm-hmm. My entire family was saved because of one gun. Really? So uh, this is my actually my mother and was one of seven. Uh, on, October, on October 31st uh, was my actually my 90-year-old aunt today. She was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And because of political persecution... 
uh, the entire family at one in the clock in the morning. She remembers it was her birthday, but it's of course one of the most difficult memories in her life. Uh, at one in the morning, they're waking up because there is a herd of uh, individuals that are coming. They intend to kill their entire family with machetes and rocks. And the children have to hide under their bed as the grandmother, as my grandmother, you know, my, mo my mother's mother, obviously, uh, is telling the children to be quiet and to hide under their beds. Um, so these people are on their way. And because her uncle, would be my great uncle, mm -hmm. comes out with the gun and starts shooting, this horde of people that would have killed the entire family fled. Wow. That family had to leave that night with whatever, they, as soon as these people left, with whatever they can carry on and, 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 and flee the city. Mm. So, so that story to me, you know, and especially Matt coming from Venezuela, mm -hmm. uh, it really, and having been in Cuba, it really uh, impacts me because I believe why, I mean, one of the reasons America still stands firm is because the society is armed and we can, we have protection. In Venezuela, you don't longer have the ability to do that, nor in Cuba. And an unarmed society is a perfect place for a government to take over and to, you know, for absolute control. We do not want to be there. Okay. Yeah. Um, border, border issues. Border issues, yes. It's something that we're all continue to be so concerned about. I, I, I uh, like everyone else, I'm so concerned that we are not leading on this issue in Texas. We really expect it to be leading the nation. Uh, but the fact that we have uh, abandoned uh, building materials on the border, that we have not seized them and finished the wall that President Trump started is shocking to me. Mm -hmm. We do not have to ask permission from the federal government. We have to protect, protect Texas. We have our own. I mean, we're an independent state, mm -hmm. and we should have the ability to do that without having to ask permission. This is what the people of Texas want. So mm. let's do it. Do you feel uh, Governor Abbott's been... Um I uh, hate to put you on the spot here. Do you feel Governor Abbott has, um, in the last seven years, uh, really um, put a lot of effort into securing the border? No, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, because we haven't seen it, and we we have the ability, and and I think uh, we have even if we have to use funds for the rainy day, we what well, what a more of a rainy day yeah. than this situation. I think that should have he should have led on this, and he should have been close long time ago it is an it is a tragedy not only is it obviously is the safety is what makes us a nation to protect our borders but it's allowing a tragedy from people coming from other countries that if they knew that there was no possibility they would perhaps stay in the countries mm. and uh so it is creating the human sex trafficking which is horrible it's oh. a tragedy and the drugs and the terrorism that we know is coming from unfortunately from south america you know they know how to come through that through. Oh, yeah, they're not yeah. stupid. Terrorists no, not. all over the wor world are looking yes. at what's going on. In fact, there was a story yesterday, I believe, uh, that I heard on a, not just on the terrorist watch list, but like on the top ten yes. of the terrorist watch list. And he was picked up and uh, crossing the border illegally, and um, he is now walking a free man in the country. We don't understand no. some of these things. No. Is it time, I'm just going to wander off here a little bit, St the states standing up to Washington, D.C., yeah. that is not something that is, that's just not something we've done in the last, 
hundred years, is yeah. it? Yeah, um, unfortunately, but we're seeing the government take over and our freedoms uh, mm-hmm. being lost day by day. And we're all shocked because, yes, we want unity. We want to preserve the union. But when the federal government is doing the kinds of crazy stuff that we're seeing every day, we have to stand for Texas because we have to hold Texas strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as, so as it goes, Texas, so those the nation. So we, mm-hmm. you know, local act- action has national impact. Mm-hmm. So we have to ho- uh, take a hold of, I mean, have full control of what Texas government looks like and to be strong and to lead. Mm-hmm. So we've got the border, Second Amendment issues. Um, so the governor's race, there's a lot of uh, uh, the governor's race. Uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a free-for-all this year. Are you are you uh, publicly standing with any of the gu- uh, gubernatorial candidates, or are you just concentrating on Nubia Divine? Well, uh, you know, as of course, as a candidate, you're not to endorse anyone. Okay. Uh, so I'm most I am dedicated to uh, to focusing on my campaign right now. Okay. Yes. So would so any um, any any one of the governors uh, you wouldn't have a problem with working with any of uh, these candidates if they ended up. Yes, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I do personally know uh, Alan West, Colonel Alan West, and I think he's uh, fabulous. I think he's a great patriot. I've heard him speak several times, and he's the kind of person that just riles up a crowd. He's passionate. He loves God, and he loves uh, family and country, those same values. So, you know, I think he would be great. Um, I've heard some of the others, but I, you know, personally know him. Um, so I think he would be a great Great governor. <laughs> All right. There you go. Yeah. So let's see. What else do I have? We got your aha moment. You do see how ugly it is up there. Let's talk about day one. Um, there are a couple of decisions that happen on day one in the Texas House. You're familiar with that. They uh, vote on the rules. They then um, vote on the Speaker of the House. Uh, currently, as the House rules are written, uh, there's a lot of things in there that, um, I don't know, you may or may not like. Uh, would you d- tell us about the Democrats serving as uh, committee chairs? Where do, you, where do you stand on that? Well, it seems absurd that if we are the majority, um, we should not be in full control of all the chairmanships. Um, I, um, I actually had the opportunity while we're, we're working for uh, uh, Kyle, uh, Representative Bitterman, uh, to actually go to the border uh, because uh, the chairman the chairman of the um, uh, border security, uh, incredibly enough, had no legislature on border security. Mm-hmm. So we actually went to the border to have a conversation with him. We, we visited, we went, uh, you know, we saw what was really happening. And here is Kyle, who wasn't the chairman of that chairmanship, trying to pass legislation on the border. I think, you know, I was a part of that. I remember, was that, I talked about it yesterday, didn't, that committee chairman was a Democrat, right? Yes, a Democrat. And he exactly. and Kyle had gotten together with the mayors, the mayor of some border town. Yes. Uh-huh. I remember seeing the maps. Yes. And apparently it's a town where if you cross, uh, and forgive my ignorance, but if you cross the river there, you can kind of just walk into a shopping mall 
Do I remember that correctly? Yes, something yes. or a shopping area shopping or something. Area. Yes, yes. And so they had this great design. Yes. And I'm not a big fan of working across the aisle. <laughs> I'm yeah. just not. But the other this, side is not willing to work across the aisle. Yeah, the other side is not. No, they yeah. want power at any cost. And we are the nice people who want to always extend a hand. But yeah. we are seeing that it's not working. No. It's not working because our legislature, our priorities are not are not going through. And I think this is this is very destructive. I think there's too many special interests and and the will of the people is not being heard. Mm. So Yeah, and, and you know that that's actually in fact we need to we need to talk about the priorities here in a second. Yeah. But I think in that case, here was a, a Democrat and a Democrat mayor and we were all on the same page when it came to protecting the border. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, my hat's off to uh, Kyle on that project and, and the Democrat he worked with on that project. And, but it did, that didn't get out of committee, did it? No. It got no, nowhere. Fortunately. No, fortunately. It got no. nowhere. No. And that is uh, one of the huge frustrations I think we all have. It is that how is it possible that we have the majority and we can't get our priorities across? And if we get something, either like an election integrity, which I'm glad we did, he loses his teeth. You have to right. find some compromise where, you know, there's no really consequences. You could, so you can break the law, but, you know, and there won't be consequences. So, I mean, we've done some things, but, you know, our priorities are, are wonderful. You know, I, as I look at them, I, I'm always thinking, wow, I'm so proud of what, what we are sponsoring as a Republican Party. And I think it also speaks of what the real values of the people and the party are. You know, we go through all these conventions and we spend hours, you know, trying to make sure that what the priorities are here are written is what the people want. Mm. And yet we, you know, we got to fight so hard. And invariably the priorities, like in this case, I think we only passed like maybe two or three, uh, maybe yeah. Yeah, that's in the last six, uh, the last three sessions. Exactly. We passed two or three. Exactly. So, how is it possible that this is what the people want, that we can have the majority uh, and and yet we can get them across? So, so something is there. Is it, is it the lobbyists? Is it the special interests? Is it, you know, that we are foolish enough to think we really can, uh, you know, um, give so much power to the other side who is not interested in what we care about? I think we need to revisit all of that, and uh, and we need to make you know we need to really uh, as the representatives of the people go and have being heard and fight to make sure that this this the will of the people is what's being done. So um, you were there with Kyle. That was his very first session. Um, he decided to stand up against the Strauss leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he did so on day one in that election. I believe it was, uh, oh, what was that guy's name? Turner, Scott Turner. Okay. That's it. Scott Turner was going to run. He got 19 people to back him Mm -hmm. and, uh, Strauss said, I'm not going to punish you. Don't worry about it. But they all got punished within, within days. This battle takes place on day one. We had in the last session, you had Brian Slayton who stood up on day one, and he had a couple of proposals. One of them was to change the rules to not have uh, any Democrats in charge of committees. Mm -hmm. And the other one was very simple. It was, um, can we uh, have a rule that says we do not vote on naming bridges or roads until we have a vote on 
the on an abortion bill. Mm. And it wasn't wow. passing or anything. It was just to have a vote. Just to have a vote. Um, Republicans didn't want to change any of those rules. He was punished the rest of the year for that. Um, so are you, are you, do you want to fight on day one or do you want to fight the rules on day one? And if so, are you willing to accept the consequences? (laughs) I think we have to be willing to accept the consequences if we're going to represent the will of the people. So absolutely we need to stand on principle and we need to stand on what the people are already saying. We know what people want because we have it on our platform. We know what our priorities are. So we need to stand on that. That is what a representative is to do, right? The right. people have already spoken. Yes. Yes. And we're going to underline that. First of all, that that is already on the priorities. But I think on the in our March ballot for Republicans, there's going to be a list of about 10 questions. Mm-hmm. It's essentially a survey, and we'll talk more about this. The Republican Party does this every primary. Mm-hmm. They kind of run a survey in there. And one of the survey questions this year is has to do with giving Democrats leadership positions in the house yeah. i'm going to say right now yeah. i'm going i'm going to predict right now that that number is going to be over 90 percent i'm going to call it not the over under at 90 percent mm. that um republican voters over 90 percent are going to say don't put democrats in, in, charge, in charge of committees absolutely absolutely yeah i mean that seems so common sense it does <laughs> listen we we need to take a break but when we come back, I'm going to play the devil's advocate, and I'm going to tell you what the other side says, why we can't do that, and see what you come up with. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. And, and no, I'm not going to tell Nubia the question during the break. Folks, we are back. Uncle Ted, we know it's Friday when Uncle Ted brings us in in the fourth quarter. Actually, I think on Wednesday we had Uncle Ted bring us in once, and it was just through confusion into my brain. we got to save Uncle Ted for Friday. Um, so um, we were talking about, oh, yeah, here's the, the question I have. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I have had quite a few people uh, in the Texas House give me the answer. We'll say... We don't want Democrats. Um, we don't want Democrats uh, heading up committees. That's what we've been saying. And the the most common, and I've heard this now several times, and I heard it again yesterday, and it just ticked me off again. But the answer was, "Well, do you want us to look like Washington D.C.?" So answer that because in D.C., whatever party's in power, they get all the uh, the the chairmanships. Mm-hmm. So do you think it really is those are the only two options, that it's either dysfunctional like we have it now or it's going to look as ugly as Washington, D.C. if we give all the chairmanships to Republicans? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously the other side has to argue for that, but the reality is that Texas is a red state, right? Mm-hmm. The reality is that we are pro-life, that we believe in God and we believe in family. And those are our values and those are what needs to be represented. So uh, those that are in positions of authority and have those chairmanships should be representing the values uh, that are really, that are held dear by Texans. So uh, I think 
we do not want a blue state. So we need to have people who are in charge to make the laws to represent those values. And I think it's foolish to think that if we allow the Democrats who have a complete desire to change it, to change our state, to be in those positions of authority, we need to move our agenda. That is the desire of the people of Texas. That is what the Hill Country wants. So, no, I think we need to stay firm and we need to have a chairmanship in the Republican Party. We are the majority. So, so what you're so what you're saying is that election has elections have consequences. consequences exactly. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> Absolutely, and I think and pray that we are going to have a huge impact on the next election. I think we're going to have a huge freshman class. I think it's been very encouraging uh, to see so many citizens deciding to run for office. I, I think we, because we care, but it is the people deciding, okay, I, here, Lord, send me, or I'll do it. I'll do it because people have been so disillusioned with what is happening. Uh, and with people that are politicians, I know it has become such a negative connotation to it, but the fact of the matter is we have a um, a government that is of representatives of the people. And I think the closer we are to home, the better we're going to be able to represent. So I'm hoping and praying for this um, freshman class that is going to come uh, with passion and with to hold arms. I believe there is a strength in numbers. And I think we need to come and be a force to contend uh, and to not scatter, to just really work as a, as a unit so mm. that we can move our agenda. God's agenda, the Republican Party's agenda, these priorities that are really what are important to Texas. Okay, we just have a couple of minutes left, and then we've got a little bit of scripture and the prayer list to go through. You um, you said you had, uh, you were pointing at something, so the floor is yours, whatever you needed to say, you, you got a couple of minutes thank left. Thank you so much. Well, Matt, thank you so much for having me. I am so honored to even have the opportunity. Only in America can you do something as wonderful as this, and I do believe I have what is necessary to represent this district. Uh, and many people believe that too. I've been endorsed by Texas Right to Life because of our un my uncompromising uh, values on, on life. I've been um, also endorsed by, by, endorsed by uh, Kyle Biederman. He I've worked course, with him, so good. he knows me very well. And he knows that I will continue to support what he has worked so hard, his legislation. And then I'm also... Uh, um, endorsed by uh, Rick Green uh, with Patriot Academy, who is a great friend. He's also he's going to be the uh, the future speaker at the uh, Lincoln Reagan dinner in Fredericksburg. Oh, okay. Yes, and he has endorsed me. I've been endorsed by uh, Joanne Fleming from Grassroots America. Right. And, and others, actually. You know, um, more endorsers are coming. And I think these people know we have a history in Texas, not only uh, as a family standing on, on values, but also caring for the issues that affect all of uh, our people in Texas and in the Hill Country. So uh, I am I, I pray that, uh, and I promise to the people in the Hill Country, that if elected, I will uh, stay true to what I believe, uh, but I will represent that I will defend life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for, for, for every citizen here, for our children, for our grandchildren, and um, for future generations. Wow, that sounds good, Nubian. We're, uh, thank you so much uh, for coming in today. Let's talk a block walking again. I have that phone number for you. So grab your big chief tablet and your big pencil. And uh, that phone number is 830-342-7153. Please send a text to 342-7153 and let Jet know that you want to be alerted 
when block walking is happening in um, Fredericksburg. And it's not just they're block walking for all kinds of conservative candidates. And sometimes you go out and you're knocking doors for three candidates or two candidates. And so um, that is uh, that's a good thing. The let's see today. It is 1130. And then Sunday at 2 o'clock, meet at 616 West Main Street in Fredericksburg. And um, I'm sure that uh, you're going to go into office with hopefully Ephesians behind your, uh, this is a scripture that I read a lot, Um, uh, in Ephesians 6 and 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord. And in the strength of his might, put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything having done everything to stand firm stand firm therefore having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel in addition to all taking up the shield of faith so that you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one the helmet of salvation the sword of the spirit With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. You know, when I was I when I was a kid, the uh, the Sunday school, the coloring, whatever they would do to keep us occupied, I I still have that memory of that all strong soldier with the with the shield and the helmet and you had to name all those and and paint them and i'm busy looking for the gold and the silver crayolas so that the shield is all shiny this uh do you remember that uh, i do remember that you do Absolutely, remember that yes. don't and you we did that all with all of our children as well uh, <laughs> there you go but Matt, don't forget Put on your armor and then stand firm, and the enemy will flee from you. So we need to do that. We need to stand firm in our faith, in our values, at the Capitol, everywhere. Everywhere, absolutely. And it's going to take, and like I said, this has been the theme now for a couple of weeks. You're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. We brought the story yesterday of Gideon and uh, his comfort zone and and how God kind of changed that one. Jonah didn't want to move out of his comfort zone, and so God, God moved him out of his comfort zone. Yeah. I did yeah. not know until my mom texted me on the way home that when Jonah finally had to head to Nineveh, um, it was 700 miles away. Wow. And wow. so you think about that. Yeah. And he couldn't hop into his Tesla no. and go <laughs> over, I mean, 700 miles. Wow. And, uh, yeah, he was way outside of his comfort zone. The most yes. common one is is uh, Moses, of course. Yes, of course. Abraham was also didn't want to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, Moses uh, said, no, I'm not the guy. And God said, guy. yeah, uh, yeah, you are. Yeah. And and here I'm going to send Aaron along with you. And I think that's important because it really, uh, yeah, getting out of your comfort zone is trusting God that, you know what, I don't have all the answers, but you do. And I and I said, yes, I care enough. So I, I will do that. I'll be the one. And so you're going to need help from people as well yes. who are getting out of their comfort zone. Yes, absolutely. And yes. Um, I, I, I've tried to explain this over and over. If you've never done a phone bank, it's not as scary as you think. If you've never block walked, it's not as scary as you think. Yes. We don't send you to the lunatic Democrat's house. <laughs> we don't send you to Lorraine's house. We She's got a big old fence up around her house anyway. <laughs> So, um, but, uh, no, we have a really good list, and uh, you're going to Friendly Doors, and you probably would go to Lorraine's door, too. She's getting a little bent out of shape here. I'm, I apologize, Lorraine. We would go to Lorraine's door. Um, and Okay. Um, we need to uh, get to the prayer list before we go here. Sherry Snyder, I know there um, that Lorraine, um, you, you are connected with Sherry and Todd, right? And so... So uh, there is a real specific list of needs that Sherry has since her husband passed. uh, um, And uh, also Joe and Cindy. And, man, I didn't call Joe yesterday. I need to give Joe a call to see how he's doing. Joe and Cindy have been down with the uh, Kung Flu or something related to that. Be nice to the tourists for crying out loud. Be nice to the tourists. We'll see you on Monday.